everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. It's a uh, social distancing special today. Welcome in. Uh, in the studio with me in person, uh, over six feet away is Pastor Daniel Yelverton with me as always. Hello. Um, and then on the phone, we actually have uh, Michael Miller and Jerry Cook joining us. Say hello real hey quick, guys. guys, if you would. Hey, guys. Hey, how is everyone? So Great. they they are joining us from uh, their you know specific areas where they are today, um, <laughs> so that we don't have so many people in the studio. Um, so they were nice enough to join us today as well. And um, today we are in First Samuel three, correct, Daniel? That's correct. Okay, so we've moved into the book of First Samuel. Um, so as we get into this, uh, before we get into this, real quick, I just wanted to touch base with everybody here. Um, what have you guys, I want to start with Jerry, because I know she had an exciting week um, and a boring week at the same time because of it. Um, so Jerry, what has happened with you in the last week or so? In the last week, um, I have been able to do the same thing that I've been doing, meeting with people over the phone. Um, sharing what um, God has been doing in Malawi. Um, but this week, um, God has given me a couple opportunities to be able to actually speak to people, obviously keeping social distancing, um, but it seems like neighbors are getting out. Um, people are getting out a little bit, but uh, it's like they're not fearing as much. So God opened up a couple of doors for me to be able to just encourage and um, be encouraged, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And, then, and then you guys also had trouble for a couple of days from the uh, the tornadoes that passed through, right? Lost oh, yeah, power we, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, we were out of power um, until Saturday. So I think um, Wednesday wow. to Saturday evening. Um, yeah, we were without power. Yeah. And we're just, I just praise God because um, although a few people were hit that we need to continue to pray for, um, you know, God kept um, everyone safe. And um, the household was, you know, untouched, um, although there was lots of power lines down and things like that. So it's kind of a praise and a prayer request at the same time. Yeah. All right. Well, Michael, what have you been up to this week, man? Uh, the same old, same old teaching children and doing a couple of jobs. But I think I think the, the good thing this week has been uh, I went to some old fashioned technology and made a lot of phone calls. And I, I, I you know what? I thought you were going to say you broke your VCR out. I know. No, no, no. Or like 8-track or something like that, right? Phone calls are, are, you know what? Was it like a rotary phone or something like that? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, the the old-fashioned ones. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, for real, like, instead of um, all all the fake, all all the Facebook, like, live stuff and and Zoom, um, just a good old-fashioned phone call. I think some, some of that has been a blessing this week. Yeah. Man. It's amazing. I think it's, awful. it's amazing what's old, old, old fashioned now, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, Jerry, I think it's awful funny that before going to Malawi, I said I would love not to be on the phone so much, and I was even <laughs> running, <laughs> running from technology. Like in June, I was running from being on, you know, Zoom and 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 all of these technological technological things. I was running from, and it's funny that I came back and like, there's days where I spend like the whole day on the telephone, just updating people, and it's good to catch up with people, but it's a uh, I miss being in person. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Daniel, how about you, man? Um, oh wait, by the way, 
It's been a little over a week now, but uh, Michael also turned 40. Whoa! Correct? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's true. The walrus is 40 now, guys. It's terrible. That's awesome. <laughs> Happy birthday oh. to Michael. See, Brent's allowed to sing. Happy birthday <laughs> yeah. to you. Now, Much I'll keep it short so Michael it's not a long <laughs> Nice. Okay. Jerry, Jerry, are you 40 yet? Ah, we won't talk about that. <laughs> wow. So the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> Man, isn't that like a kind of like a cultural thing? You never ask a woman oh, her no, age, Michael? No, I was about to say that. No, no not, with, not with me. And, not Just because you're not in Jerry. studio. Right. Jerry, is <laughs> you that feel protected in, behind your technology. Is that a thing in Malawi as well? Is that in their culture there? Um. Yeah, but for some reason um, they like to ask <laughs> That's um, awesome. I, they don't ask Malawian, so I fit in there, huh? Yeah, they don't ask Malawian women, especially like Ogogos or grandmothers, maybe. But I think being that like my life is a bit different, mm-hmm. they like to ask me that question, and I tell them the same thing you just said. <laughs> no. Well, um, I'll go ahead and say kind of what's been happening this week for me. Yeah. But I'd love to hear from the people that are joining us now. Um, just how this week has been for you. Uh, what has been some of the things that have Lord has taught you in this past week and the challenges you, challenges you've faced? Um, I know that sometimes it can feel mundane, but I know that uh, the Lord is still speaking and working. And I think for us, um, the Lord has just been kind of uh, giving us opportunities to reflect a little bit more on the blessings that we've had, especially um, since we moved into our house in our neighborhood and we live in Goshen, and um, we've seen God do a lot of amazing things, especially with Lainey healing her from her Lyme disease, um, just great things that have kind of taken place. And this kind of season of things stripping away has helped us pause and stop and really reflect and be thankful for all of that. Uh, we've been doing a little bit more walks, too, mm-hmm. which is nice. So this is interesting. So Lainey's family loves to walk. Like they, like when I first started dating Lainey and they were, everybody would like, they were like, Hey, let's go for a walk. I was like, where to? Like, what's the point of the walk? Like, are we going somewhere? And they're like, no, we're just going to walk. And I'm like, what? Why would you not walk (laughs) to go somewhere? And so anyways, um, so that's been something that I've slowly learned and to appreciate. And so, uh, Lainey's been doing that a lot and I've been, um, I've been joining her every once in a while, uh, and that's been fun just because we it's a great way for us to connect and process what the Lord's teaching us right now. Yeah. Why would you make your body move if you don't have to? I'm kind of that. I'm kind of <laughs> under that, but like, you know, I think like, you know, two shall become one kind of thing, uh, leave and cleave. So I leave my old ways and I kind of cleave to my wife and that's kind of, uh, she walks. So we walk. There you go. Um, <laughs> Donna Collins said she is working and now working from home. It's different, but good. Um, my wife, Nicole, has joined us. Hello, Nicole. Um, we have asked people how their week's been and what they've been uh, seeing happening in their lives. Uh, Bonnie uh, Kelly, as well, my mother-in-law, just joined in at like almost exactly the same time. So um, hello, Bonnie. Welcome, and thanks for joining us. Um, but uh, guys, my week itself has been um, uh, pretty similar to a lot of the last weeks that we've had through this. I think my biggest difference is that this week, for some reason, I started um, really longing for like, being around people again. Yeah. Um, and it's nothing to do with like what's going on at home or whatever. It was weird. Like, cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, we're all on this, on this, uh, podcast right now about the same age. And we all kind of grew up in that generation where it was like, we're cool to stay home, you know, Mm -hmm. give us some, uh, cereal and some Kool-Aid and some MTV and we'll be, we'll be in the house all day long. So, um, 
So I'm like really cool with being in the house a lot with my family and just hanging out and working and doing different stuff. But for some reason this week, like uh, um, just yesterday, we were going to go to um, make like a target run and run through Chick-fil-A through the drive through and some other stuff. And I got really disappointed when I realized that we were just like driving by Target to pick stuff up instead of going in and like seeing people and things feeling normal again. So um, it, that started hitting me a little bit this week. But besides that, it's been good. And my son, out of the blue this week, this is just random, but out of the blue, because you know how kids talk, just out of the blue, he walks up to me and, and Nicole was near and she heard it too. He goes... Hey, Dad. I was like, yeah. He goes, is it hard being a parent? <laughs> I was like, yes, son. Yes, buddy. It is. Sometimes it's really easy. Sometimes it's really hard. <laughs> but just my five-year-old, you know, our uh, five-year-old. Is it hard being a parent? Wow, what an insightful question. With you. Sit down. I'll have a talk with you and let you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, guys, cool. Thank you so much for sharing what's going on with you in your week. Uh, Donna, thanks for reaching out and contacting and telling us, too, that you're working from home. It's different from good or different but good. Um, everybody else who's watching, like I said, feel free to um, do two things. One, please share this to your pages. Right now, take a second and um, push the share button and share it to your pages if you would. But two, join in the conversation and send us um, send us uh, whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind. Like I said, the Holy Spirit moves through you too in this conversation. So when we read your comments, it helps take us to where we're uh, maybe supposed to go according to what the Holy Spirit wants, and that's what we want. Um, but we asked what you're doing in this last week and doing through this time. Um, so just let us know. And if you're seeing good things happen... Um, let us know. We want to see the way that you're seeing God moving in your life and in people's lives around you. Um, cause that's just good to hear, man, through this whole time, we need uplifting stuff like stuff like that. So, um, let us know. But anyway, guys, we are, um, going to get to the scripture now. Um, Daniel is going to give us the context because <laughs> Michael, Michael you won't. can't throw it to me. <laughs> um, we, are, we are on first Samuel three today as we are moving into, um, uh, the information about the prophets instead of about the judges now, correct? Or at least yeah. about the prophet Samuel. Yeah, so basically Samuel is is the last judge. So this is the last okay. judge of Israel. He's still a prophet, though, so that yeah. was, that's, still, that's still right in the same vein. Um, but uh, it is also the transition between Israel to a kingdom where they have, yes. earth, have earthly kings. And um, you see that um, part of the lament that Samuel has here is that he is... Uh, um, kind of warning them about what a king will actually do, and so, uh, so the first so books, First uh, Samuel and Second Samuel are actually all one story. Um, they're just divided into two books uh, because of the length of scrolls back then. And so, uh, anyway, so that's kind of gives you Samuel was actually so that uh, his mother Hannah. Um, she was not able to give birth to children, and so she she was in anguish, praying to the Lord, saying she was going to dedicate her child to the Lord uh, if she was able to have a child. Um, uh, the Lord answered her prayer, and so then Samuel now, after he was weaned, he was able to go uh, and serve in the tabernacle. Uh, also, just to go back, uh, Eli is the high priest at the time, and he has two sons that are terrible people, and <laughs> basically... What we'll see in this chapter is God's kind of kind of putting in the final judgment on Eli and his family because of his sons taking advantage of people when they're giving offerings, stealing from the offerings, also um, using their power to seduce people, different things like that. So they're uh, they're not really good people. Um, and so anyway, so that's so Samuel's going to be kind of differentiating himself from this. The Lord is going to work through him in amazing ways, but he's also going to be the transition between judges to kings. And Hannah, that's kind of a nice name, huh, Daniel? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually, yeah, we 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 uh, we picked we picked Hannah based on uh, as for uh, my daughter's name is Hannah, and so we picked it off of her life of prayer and admiring her. Yeah, yeah. Nice, so. Ernie Merke, uh He said, "I miss you all so much, Ernie. We miss you too, brother. Um, we will see you again soon." Um, but guys, we're going to go ahead and get into the scripture reading for today. So this is First Samuel three from the Dwell app, and we will be right back. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood, calling, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel, at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. On that day I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. And I declare to him that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he said, Here I am. And Eli said, What was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, 
and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established as a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again at Shiloh. For the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh by the word of the Lord. All right, and that's the end of our reading of 1 Samuel 3 for today. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Um, How does this feel to you guys? Uh, what's it speaking to you? The immediate thing that jumps out on the page for me is um, seeing how how Eli kind of helped confirm this call for, uh, to Samuel. And, and the reason why I say that is it's kind of funny. This morning uh, I've been teaching my, uh, my Chinese kids uh, about uh, like a literary device called a generalization. And a generalization is when you read something and then you see something in your own life or you see something that you know in general and then you apply it to several things. I think like most of the time a certain thing is true. About to say it might be dangerous because it might not be true all the time. But but something that I notice here again is that Eli confirms Samuel's call. And I remember in my own life when I was, when I was very young, uh, I felt God. And we um, remember how this worked. That I was, I was at Woodville Baptist Church, and there was a missionary, not Jerry, because <laughs> <laughs> we would have been children, right? But there was a missionary in town, and uh, and he was preaching, and he was doing one of those 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 call sermons, like who's called to be a missionary. And I didn't feel called to be a missionary, but I definitely felt the call in the ministry. I was probably twelve or so, and um, the thing that I remember that was clear. Is um you know I'm I'm struggling with this like God is it, are you talking to me is this is this happening right now, and then I looked over at my mother, and my mom had tears all down her face she was all red faced, and she was you know she just looked at me, and she just shook her head, and that was the confirmation that I that I needed to know that yes in fact God was speaking to me God was calling me and then I went forward to the altar and kind of accepted that call now. When people get calls into ministry, it's different for everybody, right? So I don't want to make that generalization. But it's, I think it's a good idea um, if you feel like God is calling you to talk about it, um, you know, to, to see if, if someone can help confirm it. I, I've had God speak to me, and, I, and, and I've even talked to, to Daniel and Brent about things and, and have them help confirm know what God is doing. So I think that we're all in this together. And I like this example that Eli helps confirm things with Samuel. Yeah. Mm. I think good for um, Samuel as well in this moment, because I know that myself, if I hear somebody call for me and I'm like, yeah, what's up? And they're like, I didn't call for you. And then I hear it again and I'm like, yeah. And, and then I hear it again. What? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that he didn't do that to God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. God, what do you want? <laughs> right. what? 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 Eli, what? Uh, Michael, I think you make a really great point here. And I think that one of the things that's kind of sad in this is that the Lord speaking to people is very rare and that visions were really uncommon. Um, and I think that's just a testimony to the time of judges, right? Is that it's just dark. It's, it's, it's a time where, I mean, even the priests are really corrupt, right? And so, um, but I love that, like you make a point that there is something about uh, the community and that God has gifted us with in how we can encourage and draw each other towards the Lord, right? Um, because a lot of times, sometimes we'll hear something 
and we'll we'll have to try to like discern okay is this really the lord is this the lord speaking to me right now and me and laney will have this conversation say is, is god really speaking this right now and yeah. and it's great to have somebody that's godly and even though eli's not the perfect example of that but at least somebody that you know is is following jesus um, and that they, you are, you're able to kind of bring that out in conversation, right? And say like, this is what I feel like the Lord is kind of pressing on my heart. And they, and what's great is that you can discuss it, and there can be like areas of confirmation there as the Holy Spirit speaks in unity between the two of you. And so I think that this is so important for us to have people to bounce off what the Lord we feel like the Lord is speaking to us about. Yeah. Uh, especially if it's apart from like a direct revelation. So I think like Scripture is direct revelation. So if you feel like the Lord is speaking to you to love your wife, then yes, you don't have to get confirmation from that. There's a direct revelation that right. tells us that in scripture, but in the areas mm-hmm. that are feel like more of like personal application or things that you don't get the direct revelation, it's great to talk to somebody because they can either give you insight into that. And because it's really dangerous when we say, okay, the Lord told me to do this and I'm going to do this. And we don't consult anybody right. about it at all. If anything, I would, very much discourage that and there's a lot of evidence in scripture where people that are isolated and they think that they know that God is telling them and they're not confirming it with any other else or bringing the other buddy in yeah. it ends up being very very dangerous mm-hmm. and so I think there is a there is a real importance to community uh, and to people that you know and trust that are walking with the Lord to be able to, to, to talk about these things absolutely and we're you know we're we're kind of insulated at least um Daniel and Michael and myself because we're we're on a staff with each other where we communicate all the time and we speak about how God's moving all the time we bounce things off of each other each one of us also I know is in um, a marriage with a, a godly woman who we can have these conversations with as well um, so we're kind of insulated and built in with that but if you don't have that please start seeking that in your life it's very important that you surround yourself with other godly people who are willing to speak truth to you and willing to say no 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 wait a minute if they don't think that it's actually God and you can really, really get a better idea of where you're supposed to go through that. Yeah, this I would is, say um, if you if you don't have that, you mm. definitely have to seek the Lord and pray for that. I know when I was in Malawi, um, I was there for a couple of years, and um, I, I thought I had people that would give me good advice. Um, but what I found is those people weren't looking for the best interest of the myself mm. um, or for God's kingdom, but they were looking at the best interest for themselves. Mm. So um, when I realized that I just began praying and just even a couple months before coming here, I found a journal entry that I actually seek the Lord and I was praying for fellowship and friendship and people with like minds and like hearts that we could um, work together mm. And um, a few months later, I started the seminary, and I can stand today that, that I, I have a group of people um, that I met from the seminary that they will tell the truth um, even when it hurts, um, and then they will tell you it, it, words of encouragement, and they will, you know, um, tell you when you need to seek the Lord or when you need to stay still. So um, we just need to be careful with the, the people that we're telling those things too, because sometimes we think people have the best interest for ourselves, for us, or even for the kingdom, but maybe they don't. Mm, Yeah. Um, Like Samuel, he didn't know the Lord. So um, when we look at this scripture, we should um, definitely um, look to see that Eli knew the Lord, even though he allowed his sons to do what was wrong. Um, So he was able to direct Samuel in a good way. And the neat thing about it is Samuel was only about 12 years old. 
So we see that visions were rare, but God chose to use a child um, to present a message um, to an adult. Mm -hmm. When he couldn't get through to Eli, he used a child to get through to Eli. Um, So even now and today, um, many times we think we know what's best because we're adults. Um, But in many cases, if we listen to our children, um, sometimes God will speak right through them and into our hearts. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Agree. This is also a good opportunity to, to plug Daniel in the discipleship program because wow. when, when you get into a small group, um, that's a good place to be able to bounce ideas off of each other and, and have a, like a really safe place. Like people that you meet with consistently, people that, that you love and that love you mm. and that care for your well being. Uh, there, there's something really, I'll I tell you about, I don't know, it's probably, man, time flies, probably 12 or so years ago now. Uh, I, I started off in a small group in Columbus with uh, uh, the George family, and, and that just changed things for me. If you've never been a part of a small group, and I know right now <laughs> we're kind of stuck. We're in quarantine, but when we get through with this, man, get a hold of Daniel and get connected with a small group. I mean that's a good place to have you know friends that they care about you can kind of help confirm some of these things. That that, God, that the spirit of God's talking to you. Absolutely, and and also something that we spoke about before on this podcast, I believe a few a uh, few episodes ago, was something that um, uh, I'm totally losing his name right now. The guy that spoke, oh Robert Madu, mm. um, he, yeah, he yeah. spoke when we were at worship together. And a, another part of this too, it brought back to my memory when Jerry mentioned um, people speaking truth to you even when it hurts. Um, he was talking about how um, our our level of spiritual maturity. Is, is kind of in direct correlation with our um, level of offendability. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the stronger we go in our faith and the more mature be- we become in that, um, we we have the tendency to be less offended because there's more humility, there's more understanding and open-mindedness knowing that we might not be right. So just always try to seek, seek those answers, but go into it knowing that you might not like the answer that you hear, um, sure. and don't be offended by that have a soft heart going in and know that people are speaking that in love if you're in that um that uh that special group of people that we were talking about it's so important to surround yourself with yeah the special group i definitely think is is good because then you know that their motives isn't to hurt you and you know that their motives is to tell you the truth so anytime even when that group of people tells me something um of course i still seek the lord through it but i i know that what they're speaking um, is probably true, um, because they don't, you know, that group of people will tell you truth, um, versus, um, trying to maybe hurt you or trying to steer you in the wrong direction. Um, but going in as I think that was Brent was saying, you know, going in with a, um, a pure heart, just knowing and a humble heart to say, Lord, change me for your kingdom. You know, this is not about me or my pride, but it's a, I should be humbled before people and for before him um, to want to be changed so people see him through us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, in this chapter, I really like, too, that we're seeing, because it's it, if you said Samuel's the final judge, I love the fact that um, we're going back because we had so many judges up to this point that they didn't even know who God was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that God is speaking to somebody who at least— is in a family that knows who he is. And um, when he starts to speak to him, I just love that. This this chapter, it just have, it has a different feeling to me than Judges does, I think because of that. 
um, we start to see God speaking and moving and shaping um, the people of Israel again instead of just um, guiding these judges and giving them his, his power in those moments to save Israel. Um, so I, I don't know. It just feels really different to me, and it almost has a little bit more of a New Testament feel to me in a way, and it feels good to be getting back into that. It feels almost like we've been in the wilderness for a while in our reading. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Judges is rough, and, and Ruth <laughs> Ruth was good. I mean, Ruth gave it, uh, even though we're jumping ahead in time and we're in the middle of Ruth right now, uh, but Ruth, Ruth is uh, kind of gives us a little bit of, of light here, and I think what's really a thread that I've seen, we saw a little bit in Judges, especially towards the end, and I think in... Uh, and you hear this in Hannah's song, uh, of, or prayer of praise, about how God opposes the proud, um, and he exalts the humble. And I, we see that kind of here. Like, we, we see Samuel being a, a child, you know, working in the temple, and the Lord speaks to him. He sees, you know, his, his heart, he sees the humility of, of Samuel, and he opposes Eli. Uh, and his proud sons. And then you'll see that as it continues um, against, you know, Israel, against Phil- the Philistines. Um, and so even though that's kind of, this is a snapshot of kind of what's going on, I think that that's a really cool thing to notice, like even in these in these uh, books, First and Second Samuel, that you'll see that, like even the story of David, right? So he exalts David from a point of humility, and uh, and, and, and um, David trusts God in the whole process, even after Saul is like chasing him and things like that. And so, um, I think that there is, that's where I feel like there is kind of this. Judges was bad for long enough, and God is now bringing <laughs> in you know people that are uh, raising up people that are have a His heart. Right. Yeah. And that have the humility and he's he's the the pride that has been going on long enough. God is finally like enough. Like we're not going to do this. Like Samuel's going to be the prophet. He's going to be the one that's kind of ushering this in. And then um, and so I think that kind of to me uh, that speaks to me personally um, about just kind of inwardly searching into my own like heart. Like, OK, where is that coming up? Where is that rising up in my own life so that mm-hmm. I can, you know, one, confess that, but to walk in humility yeah. All right, you guys. Anything else speaking to you from this chapter that you wanted to touch on today? Well, I think um, even in verse 19, it says, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of the words fall to the ground. Um, so that just kind of speaks to me that even as Samuel was growing, God was with him and directing him and guiding him um, through that call. So even when we have the call, or that strong desire that God is leading us to do something. Um, uh, as we grow in that call and as we grow closer to, to God, He is with us and um, His words will speak to us, will change us, and will prepare us for whatever He has called, um, called for us to do. But the first step is we need to say, you know, speak, Lord, I'm listening. Um, because if our heart is not listening, then we can't hear um, the call of God, we can't hear that desire that he wants us to fulfill or that purpose. Yeah, that's great. And I have, I have a thought too, kind of from the children's minister side of the house. Um, <laughs> and this kind this kind of hits me personally too. We see that Eli does a good job with Samuel. He does a good job with other people's children. But we also look back in, in the previous chapters and he doesn't do so well with his own, own children. And, and we see here, um, like in verse 12, On that day I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end, and I declare to him 
that I'm about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God. Um, I mean, the, for forever, Eli will be known as as a father who failed his kids. Hmm. Um, I, I think I think as as moms and dads, I think we really and, and I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to anyone else. It's not just about other people's kids; it's about our own kids. We have to be good parents. We have to really to to pour into our children um, because I mean, and you guys see this all the time in the news. Um, people do some terrible, terrible things, and and you no, know, I never saw it coming. You know, like as parents, we we have to know our children, we have to prepare them, and we have to to pour into them, so they don't. So so because if we don't, what'll happen is that, is they will scar our name, our, our name will go. I mean, imagine you know um, Charles Manson's parents. You know, uh, I, I imagine some of these people like you know Adolf Hitler's parents, their name is just scarred forever. Um, let's let's be careful with with how we raise our children to where you know, they can honor God, not dishonor God. And then the other side to that is, you know, um, every aspect of our life can be a reflection of Him. So when, um, not that we should do things for other people to see, but when other people see um, children that are obeying the Lord or children that are see having faith in the Lord or children that are behaving in a way that reflects Christ. Um, I think that that image of Christ and the love of Christ reflects even more so, um, not only between a mother and a father and their child, but also that child and how they treat friends Absolutely. and how they treat um, neighbors. And and it, if, it, if we take time to do that, the glory of God is able to shine, not just from the ministry, but as a whole. You know, as a husband, as a wife, as a, a father, as a mother, as a child um, behaving, I think that what happens is people begin to see the glory of God. Um, for example, um, there's these two boys in Malawi. They're twins, and I know um, Michael probably hears me talking a lot about them. <laughs> um, but when they were young, they were uh, they were a bit of a um, challenging, let's just say. Um, and they were doing many things that, um, because they did not know the Lord. Um, and even a shop owner came and told me, ah, those boys, they're just trouble. They're not going to amount to anything. And I told them, just wait, God will change them. And uh, about a month or two before I came here, um, the shop owner came to me and he said, um, those, uh, I can see what the Lord has done in those boys' lives. And those boys, are they have a testimony to share so uh, what it spoke to me is that when God changes children, his glory shines, and it's a testimony to other people that have also seen, see how they behave, how they Absolutely. treat one another. Yeah. Um, I think the, the one thing that I'm just trying to draw out as far as like application is that, one, I'm thankful that, that the messages from the Lord are not rare like they were then. Like the Lord mm. is speaking to us now, now that we have access to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit resides in us and speaks to us now. And so I think what we read here in Samuel is that we need to challenge ourselves to to listen to the Lord's voice, to tune our ears, our minds, our eyes to what he's doing, our senses to everything that he's doing right now and, and stop and listen. Allow ourselves to just say, 
Lord, your servant is listening right now. Like, I, I want to hear what you're saying. Um, because Eli is, is suppressing it, right? Or the Lord is not mm. speaking to him, but he's speaking to Samuel. And I believe that since we have so much, the, the wonderful gift of Scripture, the wonderful gift of the church and community that we have there. Oh, that's my dad. <laughs> And we also have, sorry, uh, we're using my phone for the uh, the call with Jerry and Michael. Um, and also, um, so yeah, so we have the uh, the wonderful gift of the scriptures, the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit to speak to us, to, to help us remember all that we, the Lord has told us. Uh, there's so many benefits there. Let us not miss that. Mm. Let us never miss what the Lord is speaking. I mean, especially now, right? In a time where... It feels like the voices have diminished, or we have the ability to diminish some voices because things are less busy. Let us really tune in to what the Lord is speaking and, and then begin to let that grow and foster in us. So, like, follow the example of Samuel and let that grow in us in the however long that process takes. So, hear it. And then also, as the Lord speaks to you and as, like, process it, you need to, like, so, like, one, tune our ears. Two, let's Let's bring people in our lives that you don't have them that you can process with. And then three, allow that to like take root into your soul, into your spirit and grow and grow into something that the Lord wants to do through you because that's exactly what happened with Samuel. As it grew, he was able to impact all of Israel by what the Lord was speaking through him. And I believe that there's a calling on all of us as believers to be like Christ, to be that light wherever we are. Um, and so, but... You know, the Lord wants to speak to us, but will we hear him and will we act? So that that to me is just like a big application point out of this. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you guys. Well, that feels like a good place to me for us to wrap up today's conversation. Is everybody else okay with that? Mm-hmm. No, that's good. Sure. Okay. Well, I will go ahead and pray for us um, and get us out of here for today. But, guys, thanks for joining. Thanks for calling in. Um, those of you on Facebook Live, if you have anything else to say in comments or whatever, go ahead and uh, let us know now if anything's on your heart. If you have prayer requests, anything like that, let us know, okay? Um, but I'm going to go ahead and pray, so everybody please bow your heads with me. Um, Heavenly Father, um, as always, I, I thank you for the ability to to come together um, with brothers and sisters in your name to have a conversation like this each week, God. Um, even now more than ever, my eyes are open to the ways that you have blessed us to be able to continue to do this with all the technology, all the things that we're figuring out, and the ways that we're still able to have this conversation, even with all of this social distancing and everything that's going on, God. Um, so we thank you for that, and we realize how blessed we are for that. Um, something that has been a theme today throughout this conversation, God, has been humility. Um, it's come up in so many different ways, God, and I just ask for you to continue to um, to keep our hearts humble, to keep our eyes open and our hearts soft um, to who you are and what you want in your will for our lives um, so that people see your love and see your light shining through us instead of seeing darkness and anger in us all the time, God. Um, I ask for myself even that that be, that, that be lifted even more um, and for my heart to be changed even more, God, as I speak these things. I don't want to be a hypocrite and um, telling people these things and not be seeking more of that in my life as well. But, God, I ask that for everyone here and everyone watching, God. Um, but I also um, ask you to help us to surround ourselves with godly people um, who we can trust to speak truth to us out of what they're hearing from you um, not for their own best interest, but for the best interest of your kingdom and for um, helping us when we are seeking guidance and seeking to verify if you are speaking to us or not, God. Um, through this time of um, social distancing and being apart, um, please give us those people 
um, especially now. Um, so many people out there are by themselves or they're going through this with just one or two people that they know that, that they love. Um, please help continue to use technology and continue to use, use ways that you can to help us be surrounded by those people um, who will be true and show us loved and lift each other up um, so that we'll continue to grow in your communities um, and that you'll grow in our communities and our hearts through this time, God. Um, and let us be those special people um, for our children and our families um, through this time to show that example to set that for them and help them grow and see who you are so that we are um, continuing to raise up generations who are going to do the same, Father, um, even more powerfully than we have done um, so that your glory will be seen through it all, God. And um, lastly, let us all, um, let all of us ourselves and those uh, who we are surround ourselves with, um, let us be people who seek your will first in all that we do, God. And everything that we do, let us let us reach out to you and um, ask for your guidance and for your what your will is um, in our in our lives and for everything that we're a part of, God. So, God, we we thank you so much um, for who you are, for your faithfulness, for your love, um, for everything that you have done for us that we don't even understand and, and won't comprehend until you want us to, Father. Um, so, God, you are. Uh, magnificent and uh, we love you so much and we thank you and we lift you up and we have this conversation for your glory and for your light to be spread even more god so we love you in your name amen 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 um so guys um if you got anything else to to say to the peeps before we go um thanks for joining us jerry cook uh michael miller um thank you michael michael was actually going to be in the studio with us today and we decided to do a little more social distance and we had planned out yeah um (laughs) And, um, and then Daniel as well. Thanks for always being here, um, being our, our uh, go-to for context when Michael won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got kicked out of the booth, Michael. I, I would have just said, hey, you all just read the last the, the Judges and Ruth, so you're, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, all of you guys on Facebook Live, thanks again for tuning in faithfully. Um, thanks for being a part of the conversation and all of you listening out there in the audio version um, that comes out on Tuesdays. Guys, thanks so much for continuing to do that. It's um, This conversation, somehow God is moving it and it's reaching around the world and um, influencing people and uh, hoping, hopefully bringing them closer to God and letting them understand who He is. So that's all that we've ever wanted. Um, so we are completely humbled by that and feel really blessed to be a part of this conversation. So thanks for helping make that happen. So guys, until next week, as always, go out there, um, let the light of Jesus shine through you to the world. Um, let it shine through your cell phones, through your iPads, through your uh, laptops, all that kind of stuff right now. Um, something that we've been doing as well that we also talked about as a staff is when you get a chance, if you're out running errands, swing by somebody you know that you love, that you want to love on for a minute. Swing by their driveway. Let them know you're out there. Just say hi to them through the window or mm-hmm. spend a little time with them, um, you know, over six feet apart or whatever. But just showing up really helps um, lift people's burdens right now. So, guys, show that light, be that love, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you.